welcome to Confidence Leads to Success podcast. Get ready for your weekly dose of Confidence Booster with inspirational stories of women across the globe. The one and only podcast made to empower women through fashion, wealth, health, well-being and more. Hello everyone and welcome to yet another Confidence Leads to Success interview series with me. I'm Elif Kyose and I am on a mission to help women feel and be inspired with their own stories. Um, but what happens is we sometimes feel stuck with all the things that uh, happened to us in our past. We seem to forget it. So today I have got Kate Wolf here. She is an amazing soul work guide who helps sensitive women to find their voice in a world that doesn't understand them. Offering help with healing, intuition, empathy and insight so these brilliant souls can build profitable businesses. Well, you might ask the question, but how? And this is exactly why we've got Kate here, because she's going to help us answer all these questions. Hello, Kate. Welcome. Hi, Alif. Thank you so much for inviting me. And hi to everyone watching. Oh, it's so good to have you. Please tell us what is soul work? Why is it so important for the business owners especially? Yes, such a great question. Well, first of all, let's have a little think at what soul work isn't, right? So most of us are brought up to look for what we're what we can do that necessarily will make us money. And a lot of us have had experiences of either parents or teachers saying, Oh, that won't that won't make you any money. And the really sad thing about that is that what often happens is at that really young age where we're still in that very kind of instinctual, innate way, tr- trusting our own bodies, right? Trusting, oh, I like this. Oh, I think I'll add a dash of yellow to this, you know, and not thinking, oh, oh goodness, is, is that too much? Or is that too bright? At that very young age, we get those messages of, well, that thing that you naturally instinctively love doing and and come alive when you do it, you shouldn't pursue that because that won't make you money. And it's this very old way of thinking, often a very like left brain, logical way of thinking. And the irony is that although it seems to make sense, it actually, when we look into it, doesn't make sense because it's predicting the future yeah which sort of makes me giggle a bit because it's those gifts that many of us have of of insight of other ways of knowing things of feeling what others are feeling that might make someone an an ideal healer guide therapist coach you know anything in the the healing industries and also the, the artistic the creative industries you know, if you look at like a Pollock, right? Whoa, you know, you see the emotion, you see the internal chaos out on the like the landscape of the canvas. And it's when, so soul work is when we allow what naturally wants to come through us, which may be creative, which may be healing, which may be in some way world shaping or changing to come through. And, and the reason it can be hard 
at, at this time in our world is a because of that sort of left brain logical oh I'm not sure how that makes sense I'm not sure how I can make money from that and then the stifling that comes of the natural expression that's the really sad part that that's and there's huge and most you know, talk about stories right I'm sure everyone listening has some version of the story of oh I love dancing but I was told you can't make money from that or loved painting or, or even I loved science and you were told oh girls don't do science you know those like crazy things that people say to to young children the can'ts that want to be and what not to be it's yeah. and and what their perspective of your life how it should look yeah, can really exactly. affect yeah. our today's to being I mean I'm someone who's walked away from adversity and being told what not to say and not to talk not to wear into from there to where I got to now it's it was a long journey but I hear exactly what you say yeah and so that that soul work what it is is that natural expression that comes through that we can't not do so even if we've listened and we believe to the people that said you can't make money from that and we've gone into a more conventional work or maybe someone's actually gone self-employed let's say they're a website designer right and they're designing beautiful websites but their real magic is this little bit that they sort of throw in underneath to probably do for free and it's maybe let's say it's that they see someone's soul and create a graphic image of it and they just sort of slide it in underneath like oh I also do this kind of strange soul artwork on the side and they just slip it in yeah and again and again I see that that's what's happening is the thing that's actually most valuable most unique most rare is being given away for free and it's the thing that we can't not like we just we're doing it all the time without even knowing we're doing it you know it's that thing that's like on the end of our nose yeah but what what do you think gets in the way of us doing it then what do you think that is what gets in the way of us doing it so it's it is the the multi-layer build-up of stories mm-hmm. of you can't make money doing that right even though that belief system is based on an old understanding of how the world works right it's not true you can <laughs> you can make money doing it and then the internalization of those stories that turn into i'm not good enough you know i can't do that and and also in a big way fear because if someone has tapped into their soul work and like you said in the introduction i work generally with women um who are highly sensitive and when you're highly sensitive you do have access to other ways of knowing mm-hmm. to a lot more information than other people have access to you walk into a room you know what's just happened in the room you know if the people are happy or if they've just had a fight you know who's co- you know if the temperature needs to go up or down or someone needs a blanket like you're noticing yeah. everything and because especially in, in the west and now that isn't really 
understood or necessarily valued and also there's a history of you know witches being burnt at the stake those kinds of intuitive knowings being made wrong or bad or even dangerous there's this whole other level of of fear of like on the kind of light touch side people think I'm strange or a bit weird all the way to I'm actually terrified of being like whatever our modern day version of like kicked out of the villages right like cancelled you know yeah terror terror of of being rejected of being alone of being lonely of um just people thinking that you're like mad for some people that fear is there so yeah a lot I have a lot of scientific friends and I believe in it also and uh, when my intuitive friends who like do like coffee reading and or do like card reading or they just are intuitive they just feel like oh god someone just telling me this and and um, I remember once I have this gorgeous friend uh, she was with me and she was reading Turkish coffee you know we have in Turkey that we did Turkish coffee reading and she was telling everything and my friend, she just went, this is impossible. How could she even know all that? <laughs> but like her intuitive or like hearing, listening and understanding someone's emotion was so powerful. I, I never forget that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and, and in that word she used, like this is impossible. You know, it's it's challenging her belief system. Yeah. But to her, it's like this is impossible. And yet it's happening. Yeah, exactly. Well, and and I I remember when I first met this woman. So she didn't she didn't care what others think of her scariness, and people told told her she was a witch. People told her that she was random. You know, like how could she even do that? And she's lying. She must have searched online and things like that. And when I first met her, she literally read my life to me, and I thought, you know me but I don't know you. It was very fascinating. And I I believe we're actually all a lot more intuitive than we give ourselves. Yeah. And it's because of that way it's been depicted in media, in films, as weird, as a bit scary, like the character, you know, the, the evil witch, that we don't want to be seen as that. And yet we all, we all have it. We all have access to to much greater levels of intuition than we. Because if you go intuitively, I've always believed when I listen to my guts and I call it, when I listen to my heart, when I, I've never made a mistake. Right. There you go. Never. And I've only recently, I've experienced something that something in my heart in my head it just said to me no 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 don't give and go in there and but I just thought I can do this I can do this but my heart and my intuition said don't do it and I didn't listen and and it was right yeah yeah now I now I'm 100% going to trust in my intuition because it's never failed me ever yes I love that so clear And it's it's so great to have such clear examples of, oh, I ignored it and it was right. 
and we followed it and it was right and yeah. then I can deepen our our conscious trusting of it yeah. why why is it so important I know you teach storytelling to entrepreneurs but why is that so powerful yeah well and I teach it specifically in the context of what we're talking about in the context of being mm -hmm. sensitive now when, when I say sensitive I, I am referring to something very real right the, the term highly sensitive person coined by Elaine Aaron recently recognized by the NHS in Britain which is wonderful it's roughly 20% of the population and it's um you know and that's the sort of the, the you know the science side so it's great that it's been recognized by the NHS because just for example if you're highly sensitive you might need a lower dose of medication than someone else for example mm -hmm. with my clients the sort of the symptoms of, of being highly sensitive that that I deliberately work with are the, those other ways of knowing and then that added layer of of fear when it comes to being seen now if you've got that in your rucksack right as you're walking around trying to stand out as an entrepreneur trying to succeed while scared of being seen that's going to create some clashes and some struggles and a lot of the sort of traditional marketing routes are either too like come on let's go let's get out there that kind of bro marketing energy which for a highly sensitive body would just like send them into that i couldn't work i couldn't work like that yeah yeah and i'm very sensitive in that way yeah yeah exactly so like a lot of the work i do with my clients is around how can we slow down like how can we do less work more high level work more fine tuning of your gifts and the positioning of them so that you're seen in that way so you can charge appropriately so you can have the spaciousness in your life that's necessary when you're doing such deep work with people right you need so much space when the work you're doing is is going deep with people so in that context, to, to try and market either with that energy of like push, push, go, go, hustle, hustle, or indeed with the very, again, left brain, logical, you know, try, trying <laughs> all the figuring out that tries to happen in, um, in the marketing journey, yeah. which would make sense if you were selling, for example, let's say I was trying to sell a pen, right? And I'd be like, okay, I've made my pen. I have my product. Now I need to get my pen in front of the right eyes. So that order of I've got my product, now I need to market it. That makes sense if you're selling something tangible. If you're selling A, your, yourself and the, and the gifts you have, and B, those gifts are intangible gifts. So they're helping someone with the inner work. Maybe they're supporting someone on a grief journey. Maybe they're like radically changing the way someone thinks about their self-image or um, improving someone's intimate relationship with another. Then trying to market in that very logical, like, I've got a pen, do you want it? 
Yeah, and even that wouldn't be like that. You still have to put your soul into selling that pen. Yes, <laughs> and stories reveal our soul. So when we share stories as sensitive self-employed people, something pretty magical happens. Something happens on, on an energetic level and the right clients start coming and the wrong ones go away. <laughs> they do. Which is actually really important. I like that. I like your way of uh, approaching branding yourself with your story yeah. but it can be quite difficult for people to share their stories that makes them and define them or their personality or what they're being their business so how could someone actually have the the guts to I mean th there is some work goes I know that but I'd like you to share it with the audience but how yeah. could they how could they get to that having the courage to share their stories that aligns with their work, whatever that is. And I believe that even though you are, you know, you're very specialized on soul work, sensitive people offering service, but whatever that storytelling is, how could they get to that? Because so many people are afraid of sharing their stories. Yeah. So many people, including the people that come to work with me. And it's why over time I've sort of I've massaged the program and the way I work so that there's a lot of time for sharing the stories in a safe space with people that you know are going to listen, be present and meet your story with love and not judge you for it. So in the way I work, I do a lot of setting the scene of the culture that people are stepping into when they're working with me so really clearly saying like this is how we are here and this is not how we are and when someone's sharing do not use the chat I mean I don't know about you but have you been in groups where someone's sharing and there's like 30 messages in the chat and you just think oh if this was a real life circle and someone was sharing this deep level story and then 20 other people jumped in. Yeah. You just wouldn't. No. In person. So why are we doing it online? So I'm very, over the years, I've learned like, oh, that, you know, that works, that doesn't work. So I pay, I always think whenever you're teaching anything, the actual content is maybe like 30%. And the rest is how you hold the space, what you say at the beginning, how grounded you are in the space that you're holding. So that's a bit about you know, what I do with my clients. For those who aren't working with me, what I would say is from that, what's important is the community aspect and is finding spaces where you can share your story in a safe space hear and feel yourself saying it you're knowing you your feedback is the first and most important feedback and then making sure you you've shared it in a space where it will be met and you will be met with love versus come on get out there throw it out on social media and then wake up the next morning with a vulnerability hangover like oh my goodness and because I, I do think sometimes 
social media is such a funny place, isn't it? It's so it is very, and every platform is completely different. I mean, LinkedIn is completely different, capricious social media platform. I would say Facebook, Instagram, and all different demographics and different type of people and the way they engage, the tone they engage is totally yeah. different. Yeah, and I think sometimes people sort of accidentally use social media as their therapist you know and I look at things they've shared and I think I did it I did it in the past oh, I've done it I've done it <laughs> I even do sometimes you know um but I've learned that now if there is anything that I think I ask to the person that makes me that feeling rather than whine myself about it go right. in my head and have conversations with myself ask the question and answer the question and ask the question. I actually ask the person and it completed because I feel like life is too short ask the question they might not give you the right answer or wrong answer but at least you've asked then <laughs> you know the trees exactly know? and that's I I do that it within my um community my, my, yeah my community I ask for I call it a reality check because you know someone might bring something and then they'll and it's beautiful and powerful and profound and then they finish and they go I know that was really rubbish or like gosh do you all think I'm crazy now you know and it's that little noise that comes in and left to your own devices or had you thrown that out on social media you totally could just go round and round and round. Yeah. But I, like, again, I come back to the same thing, but it can be, what happens is I feel, because I, I, I feel like this and I felt like this. When you, when you are feeling less important, when you feel not enough, what happens is for me and a lot of people that I speak to and a lot of my clients that I speak to, it's that you, the fear of not belonging, that fear of not being part of something that they feel they have to fit in. Yes. Yeah. It, they almost change their language. They change their outfit. They change. They're so fearful of not being part of a society. And I've been through it myself. Yeah. And I, I'm not ashamed of it. I mean, I came to this country. I didn't know anyone. I had no friends. Mm. Let alone that, I couldn't even speak the language. Wow. I so had good. no money. I Even if I wanted to go back, I, I only had enough money to buy the flights, but somebody had to take me to an airport because I didn't have enough money to even buy a train ticket to get me. So that was the position that I came here. So, so it took me a long time. I never behaved the woman that I am, uh, out of the woman I am, but I, I was afraid to say what I thought. Mm. So I stayed quiet. And one thing was like, people might not like my ideas. People might think I'm mad. And second, that they will ridicule me. They will not like me. Um, and they will make fun of my accent. They will make fun of my, the, the way I use the language. And 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 these are the these are the things like I could list so many that just kept me kept I hold held back until I found the strength in myself by listening other people's stories. So I can see the I can see why it is so important for you for people to be able to share their stories because they are so inspiring. 
so inspiring and you know talking about courage first of all wow what a story of courage and then yeah as we listen to other people's stories of you know the power of human resiliency and and overcoming obstacles it it does sort of galvanize our own courage and we think okay I can do this yeah it's yeah. so important and, 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 and I love the work that you do to so so you allow you you're kind of giving them to allow themselves to be vulnerable if they have to 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 kind of show it out. I mean I know you help especially you know healers and, and artists and, and people are doing something a bit different yeah. than the general market. So what is it about storytelling that works in in marketing for them mm. yeah and it, it comes back to that that the stories can reveal their soul it can also reveal the journey they've been on to get where they are so you know if you were to if we were to work on your story and expanding that story like what were the moments where you've realized oh hang on a minute this quirky way I have of looking at clothes and and lines and shape actually this is what makes me unique and therefore valuable and and following that turning into the delightful success that you are you know that journey of I don't want to be seen as weird to oh hang on what if I bring a bit of weirdness I was I was a speaker at um, one summit, um, a guest speaker, and the, the question um, the lady asked me was like, "What made you decide to be an entrepreneur?" I thought I had no other choice, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was my only choice. I couldn't do anything else. That was my only thing, and and I I, I just went for it. That's why because I couldn't speak the language, and I thought, and it's in all my head. Probably nobody even thought of me, <laughs> but in my head, I thought if I if I work somewhere, I couldn't fit in a in a in an office environment, and because my education, I have, I have a degree in business in Turkey, but my education wouldn't be up to the scratch of this country. It's not leveled enough, and it's, I just had I kept telling myself all the negative stories not to do the things that would probably ease my life a little bit at the beginning but I just went all in and tough and hustle and <laughs> uh, yes we all have our windy ways but one thing that kept me going because I was alteration girl when I started I started uh, on a mobile bike going around and I always listened to people's stories they told me and I was like Wow, so as I heard everyone's story, this is why I believe in the power of storytelling. It can, your your survival story can be someone's guide and it was mine for all those women I listened to. So I am so grateful. I wouldn't remember all of them, but I'm grateful. The, the impact that it gave me, this is why I'm on a mission to do these kind of events to bring people to share their stories and how they help others. Wow. It's just, I've seen over and over and over again and how much people take away. And I'm sure so many people in our audience will listen to these and they will say, yes, I feel like that. 
like my my mother told me that I couldn't ever make money from working in theater production. So even though she has an actor inside her, she just kept it on the side. So we keep keep stuck with that story in our head that we've been told, but what we believe is completely different. So to shift that, the unlearning can be harder than relearning. It can. And again, stories are so powerful for that because if told in the right way, because just as you learned through your experiences, if told in the right way with the right language, and just very briefly when I'm talking about that, I mean language which is a media, which is of the senses and the emotions, as opposed to language which is sort of one layer above, which is how most people speak. You know, they talk about stuff instead of really going in and then as a good storyteller, story weaver, inviting people into the world of the story so that the audience can feel the story with you, can be on the journey with you, and can get the learnings with you. Could so, you give us an example? Um, yeah, I can give you an example. <laughs> Let me just Make up see. a story, one from the above and one from the inner. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, um, one of the, so this, and this is what happens as well. So in terms of why this works in marketing is when you share a story, people's sort of inner responding stories emerge. And so they want to connect and engage and let you know that they have a similar story. So it's a great way of doing that, like the nurturing piece of marketing. So the reason I'm sharing that is because when you talked about your journey of coming over here, feeling like you didn't fit in, you know, wanting to belong, the responding story that emerged in me was of being bullied at school. Right? So what I could do is I could say, yeah, when I was at school, there were these girls and they weren't very nice. And I understand now that, you know, one of them, when she started to bully me, her parents had just split up. So I get, you know, it wasn't her fault and she was only 11, but it was really hard. And um, I didn't tell my parents because I looked at my mum and she's a therapist and she was working really hard and caring for lots of other people. And I sort of thought, oh, I don't want to add to her pain. So can you hear, I've gone like, I've gone very introspective, a bit coach speaky. I kind of psychologized myself. Yeah. <laughs> like I've understood the bully. Do you know what I mean? Why am I taking energy to try and understand yeah. why, right? Versus I had found the one corner in the playground where no one inside or out could see my mottled face. And I stood there for years. I remember the moment just before I found it, walking across the playground thinking, if they don't see I'm hurting, it isn't real. A big thought for a seven-year-old girl, a big thought that led to many future decisions and an identity put on like a coat of I'm always okay until one day, 23 years later, I'm really, really not. My face mottled again over the scrambled eggs, yelling 
at my parents' faces as they bicker over the Christmas card list? How can they not see I'm hurting? If they don't see I'm hurting, it isn't real. I was ready for it to be real. That was so good. It's a completely different experience, right? That's exactly how what happens a lot of people love it. So beautiful. Thank you for that. Oh, you're so welcome. So tell me about your experience of listening. In the first one, you're sort of in your head, right? Like trying to understand. Is that was that your experience? And from the understanding, I'm not blaming. I understand. I don't blame. I'm the strong one. I can I'm okay. That's how I listen to it. Yeah. But the second one round was I understood what happened, what was happening, but I was also hurting as much as she was hurting. Yeah. And nobody could hear me. But not being heard, does that mean I don't it doesn't exist? Or does that mm. mean does that mean I don't exist? Mm. So I hear it. So you went, you went so much deeper, didn't you, in that second one? So much deeper, feeling the pain, like, oh, my goodness, does it mean I don't exist? Like, And, yeah, right, that's the kind of real decisions we make at those young ages. Yeah. And then they lead to those, those future decisions. Our childhood certainly shaped our emotions are the way we think, the way we perceive the life, the money, the marriages and the um, relationships and the friendships. And I have recently done a breakthrough with uh, Forbes Riley and it was exhilarating. And I remember feeling physically tired, mm. but mentally like roaring and, and, and realizing and finding out that what was making my decision sometimes you can't find answers but it is it is so much shaped by our childhood and you can change it oh 100%, 100%. Uh, it, it's so and and I always tell everyone and I'm telling all our audience now I invite you to unleash that inside you because you could be so much happier so much fuller and complete and can you imagine how much more you would give how much more you'll enjoy life if you were that through authentic yourself like all together like sam adams uh, my uh, my friend she always says you're you are like a sky and sky is always there sometimes it's blue sometimes cloudy sometimes hailstorms but sky is there so if you can get into that sky and find where that is so you won't care what's happening underneath so i invite everyone to be able to tell their story because it's so empowering it really is everyone i'm currently in a round of or guiding women through story school and, and yes, it's for their marketing, right? It's so that we shape that story that they can have on their About Me page. That's really personal, you know, not overly personal, right? Like just the right amount of, of personal, full of personality. And there's such a healing aspect to it. And they're coming back each week with words like, 
oh it's like it's catalytic you know or I can I can imagine now I mean it must be so life-changing for all of them yeah so I really recommend yeah writing your stories and and using the language of the senses and the emotions instead of trying to you know psychotherapize yourself (laughs) let yourself really feel it let it be real yeah beautiful I've got one last question. I know we've gone a little over than our plan. Just a quick, my question, as it is about confidence and how it leads us to successful life in, in business and in, in, in personal life, what does confidence mean to you? Ooh, what does confidence mean to me? Confidence to me means, um, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, the sort of alignment of words and actions so that I know when I show up and I speak my they're back those words are backed by my actions so it for me what gives me confidence is living a life deeply in integrity which does not mean perfect very very different but in integrity with myself with my own value system and choosing again and again and again to choose that value system even when it may be at odds with current culture and to always choose belonging to myself and my heart over trying to fit in with something I don't even agree with love it so good thank you Kate I really enjoyed our chat look we've been speaking about 40 minutes and I could talk to you for hours. Wonderful. It was so fun. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your expertise and your speciality. And um, I'm sure the audience will really enjoy this chat. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I did. And thank you for all you're doing and all these stories that you are sharing. I hope everyone finds that golden nugget that they need to take. Certainly. We all need it. Ladies, listen your heart, Listen to your heart and tell your story and, and embrace yourself. And if you need any help with storytelling, I'm sure Kate will definitely help you. <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone. I hope to see you tomorrow at five o'clock live again. We've got Karen Dobris. See you tomorrow. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to help support the podcast, please share it with your friends, post about it and leave us a rating and review because it will help me reach out to so many other women who are looking to listen to that story of someone to help them achieve their goals. So here is to your confidence.